Bay Buccaneers are Super Bowl 55 champions, led by Tom Brady. And that's it, it's over. This historic 2020 NBA championship belongs to the Los Angeles Lakers. It is the OT for For Future Considerations, episode 31. Hello, everyone, and welcome to our second episode of the week and our 31 over, 31st overall. Boy, we're getting a lot of feedback, too. Glad that you're listening. Thank you for reaching out. My name is Manny Pave, and as always, the guys are here. Matt Dumichel, John Rashad. Matt, how you doing? Great. You know what? A great week uh, for future considerations on the social media as well. Like it's, I'm, I'm so glad that uh, that people are enjoying the stuff that gets put out, that they're commenting on it, that they're sharing their own opinions, they're asking questions. Like it's great. It's been it's been really cool to go on there uh, the the last week here and see what everybody's thinking about. Uh, pineapple on their pizza or me being an idiot so right you know jennifer reached out she's listening in from uh, massachusetts says oh. she's all she's all about the pineapple on pizza okay music to the ears of john rashad right yeah yeah john how you doing Good, good. Uh, a couple of people have added me on uh, Facebook the last couple of days. And uh, so I will apologize. You have just signed up for a endless supply of dog pictures. <laughs> did, you, did you change your uh, your Twitter handle yet to basically say, don't follow me? <laughs> did, did you update that one yet? <laughs> That's a great handle, by the way. It's a great description for you, John. Don't follow me. I don't post. Yeah. Does, does Bruno eat pizza? Oh, yeah, does he ever. Really, eh? Yeah, he gets a little disappointed, though, because every once in a while to pat it, I throw in a little bit of crust on him, and uh, he's not happy with that. He's not happy with the crust, eh? Um, So many people have reached out, as as Matt mentioned, too, and the conversations on social media have been clean. There's been both sides of the spectrum. Uh, People can debate. Yeah. Um, and they've been debate, debating cleanly, which I really love. Like mm-hmm. people can debate back and forth on our Facebook or Twitter or what have you and have real genuine conversations about different topics, topics that we've discussed here on for future considerations, including some movies since we see. Oh, we a, got in some more movies. All we, right. Good. We talked about a lot of movies good, last good. week and on our email for future considerations at gmail.com. Aaron said, we have to watch without remorse. Okay. The Michael B. Jordan movie. Okay. If we like Tom, he says, if we like Tom Clancy movies, yeah, yeah. then you'll love it. So if you like the Jack Ryan yes. series, he said, now I hear then something love that there's a little bit of a tie in there, that there's like a, a post credit scene or something that kind of lends towards like not the two of them coming together or like the same show or something, but. I thought I saw something really? like that. Really? Yeah. Okay, another way, another reason to watch Without Remorse. Have you seen it yet, John? No, I haven't yet, actually, but I'm a big fan of him because uh, I actually watched him in Friday Night Lights, which uh, not a lot oh. of people watched the TV series, but he was oh, yeah. really good in that when he was younger. Hmm. Yeah. Um, by the way, Jack Ryan, John Krasinski playing Jack Ryan in, yes. the, in the series on Prime. I didn't think he'd be good, but he was excellent. Yeah, he's very good. He's very good. My my girlfriend uh, finds him 
attractive physically. So uh, I've had to tell her what happens in the show and that he dies in the second episode <laughs> and comes back as a, a disfigured beast like human for the rest of the series. And but, she believed you? Uh, she she just ignores me like everybody else. <laughs> the, the first season is better than the second season for Jack Ryan. Yeah, and yeah. they're coming out with a third season. Yes. And it should have been out by now. But yeah. it's one of those things like it gets filmed all over the place. So they ran into a bunch of filming issues. But yeah, it should be sooner than later. I, I highly recommend that too. I Aaron, great call on that. Stephanie says we have to watch The Superstore on Netflix. Oh, yes. I've I have seen, not seen this. I've seen it. Again, that's... Uh, that's have you seen an episode or have just seen it on Netflix? I've seen an episode. An yeah, I've seen an is episode. Is it good or...? It's, it's pretty funny. Yeah, is it? it's pretty funny. Um, it is um, The Office in Walmart is how it was described to me. Again, girlfriend pick. She's She loves it. Um so it's it is pretty funny. I've only seen a couple of episodes, but it's the very dry humor, you know, like kind of the single camera comments from the cast members during the show and stuff like that. Like it's it's it is pretty funny. If you like The Office, you'll like that show. Yeah, I've seen I'm in the same boat as Matt. Uh, my wife binged the entire first season on Netflix. And then so now if we're just sitting down and we're just eating dinner quickly and we have 20 minutes to kill, she'll throw on an episode. So I've seen two or three. And yeah, it's it's good, funny, just kind of quick entertainment mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen it yet. So, okay, I'll write that down. Superstore. Mark, too, emailed in. Oh, she said we had to watch Ozark if we hadn't seen it oh, yet. Oh, okay. Oh, boy. Yeah. Is it still on? Uh, they're coming out with a new season, are they not? Okay. Yeah, they are. Jason so, Bateman is fantastic. He really is. Mm. He really is. And now I haven't seen the full seasons yet, believe it or not, even though I love the shows. I, I just need to sit down and find the time yeah, yeah. and really seize it. I want to start. I want to go back to the beginning and start all over again. All right. So if you do you. that, if you do that, I might try to jump in on that. That's okay. I, I don't. I don't have a TV. I don't have Netflix or anything. I couldn't tell you. Like the last shows that I really like watched regularly were probably four years ago, something like that. I just I've never dedicated the time to. And my thing is I've never gone back in shows. Like if the show's over, I'm not watching eight seasons to get caught up on it. And you wouldn't watch Twenty Four again with Kiefer Sutherland? I probably wouldn't. Like start to finish again, I would absolutely jump around episodes and seasons because there's a couple in there yeah that are pretty good come on jack there's a couple in there that are are real good and there's a couple in there they're not so good Mm -hmm. but uh no i probably wouldn't go through it again start to finish i just went through seinfeld again start to finish but like literally they're 22 minute episodes i would watch them when i would eat my lunch every day and just put a tv tray in front of the tv but on my own time i i it's been a long time since i watched a tv series by the way we want to give a shout out to a few people too who have been listening to the podcast and have reached out on social media just to say hi and love the show three members of the windsor spitfires who have signed contracts recently mm-hmm. tyler angle will cooley curtis douglas they are big fans of the show we are going to get him on the podcast we also want to give wyatt johnston of the spitfires a shout out he has been playing well for team canada at the world under 18 hockey tournament down in texas 
he too said he will be on the podcast very soon. Beautiful. Also want to give a shout out to Demir Sharipsyanov, former player of the Owen Sound Attack, who we covered as well, just winning the KHL championship. Congratulations to him. He's uh, He loves it. Like, he's sleeping with that trophy. If oh. you look on his Instagram feed, yeah. he has been sleeping with that trophy. It's, that's great. Yeah. And uh, speaking of the attack, this month marks the 10th anniversary already of Owen Sound's first OHL championship. And Manny, um, you've been involved in something special for that. Yeah, we, we mentioned it last week. I've been working with Rogers TV up in Owen Sound. They are rebroadcasting all seven games of that epic OHL final between the attack and the Mississauga St. Mike's Majors. Remember, game seven ended in overtime. Mm-hmm. And the goal scorer, Jared Maidens, I hosted a special attack wrap, a Zoom call with different members of the Owen Sound attack. Very cool. From Joey Hisham to Jordan Bennington to Andrew Shaw to Robbie McNarty to Daniel Zweep to Jared Maidens. So that is airing on Rogers TV up at Owen Sound, but it will also be online for people to watch that afterwards. And Jared Maidens is going to join us on for future considerations next week. So Beautiful. stay tuned for that. Excellent. We're also going to acknowledge the Windsor Spitfires anniversaries this month since we're down here in Windsor. And of course, we're going to be joined by some special guests from that one in the coming weeks to talk about the anniversaries of the OHL and Memorial Cup championships for the Spits. Uh, Manny, just quickly for those attack games, were you doing radio or were you on TV for that? So I was both. So... Uh, when we were in Mississauga, Fred Wallace, who will also come up oh, on the man. podcast, he's got some great stories. Uh, we would do radio for the road games. And at the home games, if you remember, Sportsnet did a couple of the games in Owen Sound. So we got bumped mm-hmm. from Rogers TV. But we did game six on Rogers TV with Mississauga leading 3-2 in the series. As Jordan Bennington describes it, Game 6 was the big game for him Mm -hmm. that led to the Game 7 championship. And I'm reminded, too, that uh, I guess it was me who said on the radio encouraging fans to go to Mississauga because at the time Mississauga wasn't drying a lot of fans. Yes, I was the one who came up with the term Bayshore South. So oh, very nice. That's st- stuck around for the series. Yep. It did become Bayshore South. It certainly did. Uh, it's just a great story, too, about the fans. And we'll touch on that coming up on For Future Considerations yep. next week. Just surrounded by winners, aren't we? Yeah. I'm telling you. <laughs> oh, but I have to ask you, Manny. So in this video that we're going to see, frosted tips or not? Oh, no. No frosted tips. Oh, okay. This is 2011, not, no, he had the, not the, 2001. It, 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 didn't you dye your hair blue like the players in that uh, that series? I thought that's what it was. You were doing the games with me when we were going playoff beards, right? Yeah. Great story about that. <laughs> so, well, I think it would have been one of the first years that I was up there. We do the playoff beards. So, I think it was when Jeff Krizakis... Remember we had Jeff Krizakis on a previous episode? Yeah, yeah. So if you haven't listened to that episode, go back. Yeah. So, uh, so uh, we're in the conference finals in the in the playoffs, and so Manny and Gary Hahn, who was doing the play by play, and myself were were the the TV team. So Gary had had a beard his whole life. Yes. Uh, you know, by game two of the quarterfinals, it's it's back in there. Manny's Portuguese, so by the second period of the first game, he had a beard. Beard. <laughs> I was asked in the quarterfinals why I wasn't doing the beards. <laughs> Are you not growing the playoff beard like everyone else? (laughs) Yes, I am. (laughs) This isn't just leftover food from the media room. 
See the stuff on my face, yeah. the peach fuzz? Look, I'm pulling on it right now. It's coming in. Sure, give it some time. Leave me alone. Yeah. Get off my back, Matt would say. Still can't do it. Uh, I, I got to start my no- November in August. <laughs> now I... Now I just have gray tips in my hair, John. No frosted tips. <laughs> so if uh, you want to reach out uh, with any topics like that, if you want to reminisce about uh, some of those championships or anything else, you can get in touch with us. Uh, feel free to send an email at fourfutureconsiderations at gmail.com. Yeah, keep them coming. And stay tuned for those episodes coming up within the next month. They are going to be some epic, epic conversations. We had some great debate and feedback on the last show about Tom Wilson and Aaron Rodgers in particular. And you have had plenty to say as well. And we love that. That's what we're aiming for on this podcast. Yeah, exactly. That Our, our idea has always been just a couple of guys sitting at the end of the bar um, and talking sports and talking life and movies and everything else that we're doing so no expertise required the hosts ain't got any so just throw a comment in there if you're looking at social media you know some great content and great videos links to the shows all of that uh, you can find that as well podcast ffc on twitter and instagram or you can search for future considerations on facebook as well and on the subject of the ohl we've talked a lot on this podcast about the lost season for the ontario hockey league Yeah, can you believe it's been 14 months Mm -hmm. since the OHL last played a game? We've had some guests on the show to talk about it, specifically Andrew Parrott of the Owen Sound Attack. Yeah, Andrew was one of the more vocal OHL players in the last year. He's the one that started a petition and a a letter-writing campaign to putting pressure on the Ontario government to allow the OHL to return to play. We've got some great uh, interviews with him as well. If you want to go back and uh, first off, the launch of it, second off, when he was about to return to hopefully play in the OHL. and, And now we've got the opportunity to talk to him again. Yeah, that uh, return to play didn't happen, of course, as the pandemic hit the third wave. But uh, if you listen to our last interview with Andrew, then you know he was trying to organize that showcase tournament for some of the players. Yeah, not just some of the players. This was for all NHL draft eligible players, whether they were 17 years of age, 18, 19 or even 20. Yeah, absolutely. And the biggest part of it is he's he's done it. So we're thrilled to welcome Andrew Parrott back to For Future Considerations. So, Andrew, now it seems like all the ducks are in a row now. Tell us about this showcase game that you've helped organize. Yeah, so myself, uh, Ryan Humphrey from Hamilton, Ryan Beck from Saginaw, and Brian Hoffman from Erie uh, have been working nonstop, really, uh, to get this going. Uh, So we can officially say it's in Erie, Pennsylvania from May 31st to June 13th. And uh, I know all the four of us and a lot of other guys uh kind of around north america and even some guys in europe uh are pretty excited to hear uh that's officially on its way so what's the format look like how are the uh, games scheduled out and uh and, and what are you over two weeks time so at the moment yeah so at the moment uh nine games uh per team eight total teams in the showcase plus a first year draft eligible uh, top prospects came uh, on the 13th, uh, last day of the showcase. So that's the format right now. So on game days, uh, four games a day uh, total. Uh, there will be off days where guys uh, have optional ice for practices and workout. I know uh, there is a workout facility at the 
near your bank sports park where where it'll be taking place where guys uh have the option to work out as well uh, i've been there myself it's a really nice facility so you touched on it quickly you said uh, that's erie pennsylvania is where the tournament is taking place yeah erie pennsylvania at erie bank sports park and how did uh how did that all come together did you speak to the venue or did they reach out to you or what was that process like so uh originally uh when i came up with the idea i reached out to ryan humphrey ryan beck uh we were originally going to do it in uh toledo and then uh that was only gonna be a week that was gonna be seven seven days seven straight games uh kind of was what we were gonna uh do kind of try to pull off just something quick like that but i know as we gain more traction and kind of uh, got more people on board. They really, uh, they really liked the idea, and they wanted to kind of uh, get on board with the idea, see if they can make it a little bit more spread out, a little bit more games possibly. And I know uh, Brennan Hoffman took initiative on his part to really uh, reach out to me. He reached out to me personally, uh, said that the guys at Erie Bank Sports Park would be very interested in hosting a, some, uh, an event like this. Uh, and that's how I kind of got in touch with them myself. I know uh, ever since he come on, he's come on board, he's been a kind of like a uh, a main facilitator uh, with Erie. Obviously, being from the area, uh, obviously playing there with the Otters, uh, living there now, uh, he's definitely helped uh, astronomically. It's it's been amazing to work with all three of the guys. They've all we've all done <laughs> an amazing job. I think so far. Yeah, I think you guys have done an amazing job. You've organized your own two-week tournament for guys to get noticed by NHL teams. Like, you've got to feel real good about yourself here and, and, your, and your fellow friends who have put this together, haven't you? Yeah, we, we, uh, I know that we talk about uh, that we're doing this uh, for, uh, for, the, for the guys because we know how it feels to lose a full season. I mean, we, we all did. So I know uh, we know how about 400 people feel right now, 400 players. I know uh, that's the main reason why we're doing it. But uh, obviously on the side, we'll joke around and be like, wow, we, we, we actually pulled this off. I can't believe we did this. Bunch of uh, four, four OHLers. Uh, who would have thought of this? <laughs> but, I know, uh, but I know we're very excited. Futures. Future CEOs of Fortune 500 companies after their yeah. NHL careers are over, right? I know. I've been I've been messing around with people. I, I tell them, uh, tell them I have business meetings now, or I'm a venture capitalist. I'm not a hockey player. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. So if I do the math, nine games uh, for each of the eight teams, seventy-two games. Plus, you have a game for the top prospects. Uh, for the first year draft eligible prospects is that right uh yes that's correct it's a lot of hockey yeah, it's uh it's a lot more than uh i honestly thought we were going to be able to pull off i know we're uh, really excited the venue and erie has been those guys have been amazing to work with i know that uh just on their end they they, they told us at the beginning they really wanted to kind of put the ball in our court uh a little bit because they wanted to keep it uh from me, Hoff, Beck, and Humphrey, they wanted to make sure it was kind of the the vision that we saw uh, when we first came up with the idea. And I know uh, just working with them has been amazing. They've obviously uh, suggested some ideas that have been uh, really great that we've taken. Obviously, uh, I have never done anything like this before. They're more used to stuff like this. So uh, it's kind of just been 
Uh, it's been great communication from everyone. From a player standpoint, uh, you had said that you were looking at possibly doing a one-week tournament in Toledo, and now it's obviously grown to this. What's the difference mean for the players to go from one week to two week and add those extra games in there? Uh, just personally, I think uh, now that we have off days in between games, uh, it's kind of less of a workload. I know those days off will be really important, whether guys hit the weight room, get on the ice, or even just rehab maintenance. That's always crucial, uh, just even in a normal season. I know uh, nine games in 14 days uh, is a lot. That's a, that's, that's a heavy workload for a lot of guys, especially after coming off of 13 months of not playing a competitive game. So I know that's been amazing. And then just on the, uh, on the standpoint of not being able to like be in a hockey environment in the locker room, uh, see the boys really for the last uh, 13 months, get back to that routine. I know just making those memories like we've discussed before, uh, just those extra days, those extra days off, just to hang out with the guys, go get a bite to eat or something, go to the rink, joke around, uh, something funny happens. Uh, good stories, obviously, later to tell uh, tell your kids or something later on. But I know uh, just to me that means a lot as well, just the extra days with just the, just the boys. <laughs> Right. Um, how many players have you heard from in total that are committed? And then how many uh, scouts have you talked to who are interested in coming? Uh, I know we have eight full teams of players uh, verbally committed right now. Obviously, uh, we would like to get 135 fully commitments. I know they have to register. Uh, we have waivers for liability and everything. Uh, all those logistics laid out. Uh, obviously, they have to discuss it with their agents, parents, everything. Uh, there are... Uh, certain situations i know like one uh when you enter ontario again there will be a two-week mandatory isolation and that has to be followed so that's a discussion that players have to have with their family agents is it worth it uh, i know a lot of guys have said it is because june isn't really a peak month for training in the off season i know i don't necessarily personally i don't go as hard as possible in that month uh, i know it's more of a rehab rehabilitation month uh, coming off of a season to gear up towards uh, late August, September. So I know those have been discussions as well. Um, just from personal, uh, knowing people personal personally throughout this experience, I've talked to a few NHL teams that have given tremendous feedback, uh, either, either said that they would make sure they're there or make sure someone in the organization is there. Wow, so you have scouts coming from NHL teams to to notice these players. You've got a commitment um, from 135 to 140 players. Do you have any spots open, by the way, or are they basically all filled up because players are eager to play here? Yeah, there's uh, there's a few spots. Obviously, uh, just with the pandemic, uh, there has been people recently that have uh, backed out. They have reached out and said that they couldn't make it. Um, I understand it's schedules are constantly changing in the – in this day and age with the ongoing pandemic, uh, one day uh, you're good and something happens. It's just it's just the way the world is right now. And uh, the three other guys understand that as well. So uh, I know we've been very accommodating and I know if guys have to back out for personal reasons, uh, it's fully okay. So just due to that, uh, due to the fact that we do have a few more open spots, there are a few spots left, but uh, they're, they're going away pretty quickly. 
From a player standpoint, and I guess the the regulation side of things, what does Pennsylvania look like right now as far as COVID and restrictions, and and what kind of restrictions has the arena suggested uh, or expects from you guys? What's the pandemic side of things look like? I know just uh, uh, talking to the the weight room uh, strength coach, uh, he's the Mercyhurst uh, strength and conditioning coach. He has uh, great safety protocols in place just for the weight room, like how far the racks are far apart from each other. Uh, each rack has its own set of dumbbells. So you're not switching with guys. Uh, mask wearing, social distancing will be followed at all times. I know just speaking with Hoff, uh, he's been really good at uh, making, sure, making sure the area of Erie has been uh, just checking up on their COVID numbers. I know last time we spoke about it, he said they they had a spike probably th- three, four weeks ago, but it was 45 people, I think, was their spike. I know probably at least 60% of the people in the area are fully vaccinated by now. I know Pennsylvania's rollout plan has been tremendous. Uh, I'm one state away in Ohio, and I know uh, my whole family is vaccinated. Uh, it's 16 and older now, so uh, it's been it's been really good here in the U.S. with that. I know that's uh, just a bonus for guys coming down with uh, the herd immunity and everything. I'm not scientist. I don't really understand it, but that's what I've heard. <laughs> Venture capitalist, but not scientist yet, right? <laughs> no, no. I have, to, uh, I have to put that down for later. Uh, things to do. But I know, uh, <laughs> I know just uh, from hearing those things, obviously that's a bonus with the area. Uh, obviously, we're speaking uh, to the players uh directly making sure that uh they're just not going from restaurant to restaurant they're not coming into contact with unnecessary people uh and i think all the guys have been really understanding on that front just because of how bad uh they want this showcase to happen and how bad they really want to get back on the ice so everyone's been really understanding throughout that that's a little disappointing because i've been to erie a bunch of times and uh, the olive garden there <laughs> fantastic of course oh, of so course good. john rashad uh, i I made last uh, last season on our Erie road trip. We never, well, before that, we never went to Olive Garden. And I told uh, I told Latang, I was like, "Hey, if we go to Olive Garden for our pregame meal, we will win. I promise you." Sure enough, it was a three-one, four-one win. And now, I don't know if Latang's going to listen to this uh, mandatory Olive Garden every Erie road trip. <laughs> he's got to he's got to institute that rule now. Yeah, none of, none of the Canadian guys knew like what it was, and I was like, guys, it's amazing, best breadsticks you'll ever have in your life. <laughs> and every, like everyone came up to me after, like, oh my God, like what is this? This is amazing. I'm like, I know you guys have been missing out for the last three years. You've come here, you haven't come, you haven't come here. So. <laughs> Andrew Parrott of the Owen Sound Attack, our guest as he has organized a showcase tournament for uh, junior aged hockey players that will take place in Erie, Pennsylvania, next to the Olive Garden from May 31st to June 13th. 140 players. And what's their ages, Andrew? Uh, 04s to 2000s, uh, just junior level players that were expected to play uh, this season of hockey. Uh, I know... Every every birth year, it was an important year. Uh, whether you go down the list, I know first years just getting their feet wet in junior hockey, all the way to OAs who are really looking at that last chance to get a contract. So I know they all. It's just as important to all of them. So they're all welcomed. And a lot of these guys haven't played hockey. You got a chance to play hockey in Slovakia this year. For some of them, some of them, 
This is the first action they'll see all year because of the cancellation of the OHL, right? Yeah, the majority guys, this will be kind of the first uh, first real competitive game they've had in quite a while. I know uh, just with the ongoing stay-at-home order and uh, lockdown in Ontario, I've, I've mentioned to a few guys that uh, if they really want to, they could come down to Cleveland uh, and train here. My workout facility and skating uh, rink has been open. And I know I've talked to my strength coach and my on-ice skills coach already, and they'd be more than happy to accommodate uh, with players that wanted to come down, possibly train uh, a week before the showcase. So I know a couple guys that I know personally have reached out uh, about that idea. So that's just another option as well. And are the players all from the OHL, or do you have some from other leagues? Uh, we have main majority OHL with some USHL guys in there. I know uh, we have some verbal commitments from some high-end um, USHL players as well. Uh, so we're really looking forward to that as well because usually uh, you don't get to compete against those guys. You don't really get to uh, kind of showcase yourself against that that different talent. So I think that will also be a uh, kind of a feather in the cap to some guys if they can really come here and perform against those guys in the other competition as well and just showcase themselves against them as well. And especially with scouts in the stands, they'll, uh, they'll take notice of something like that for sure. And um, have you talked to the other players that are coming that have already committed? What are they telling you? For example, in Ethan Burroughs, I know you're close to him. What's he, what's he saying about this trip? Uh, I just know they're very excited to get back on the ice, get back into that environment, that hockey environment, uh, locker room, warm up, just the whole spiel, the, the, the whole routine that we're not uh, used to being taken away from us. So I know uh, they're just really pumped for that. I know uh, they can't they can't wait for it to happen. Uh, there's kind of no words to really describe the emotions. I know they're all pretty excited. Is this uh, got a trophy at the end of it? Is it named the Air Andrew Parrott Award, uh, MVP or something like that? Have you thought that far ahead? No, uh, our format is just showcase. So there, there is no winner. We wanted to make it nine games per team. So everyone had a fair amount of games. I know uh, a couple of the guys like uh, me, Hoff, and uh, Ryan Beck, we're not first year draft eligible for the prospects game. So we've kind of joked around like, Oh, let's let's get our Don Cherry suits out and let's 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 commentate the game or something. Let's do something fun like that. Uh, just really enjoy ourselves uh, during that event because it'll be the last day of the showcase. So uh, our times will kind of be up with playing, but it's also still a great event for anyone who's in it, and it'll be amazing. If if you can guarantee John Rashad can go to the Olive Garden, he will do play by play <laughs> for every single game. <laughs> <laughs> is that breakfast, lunch, and dinner, or is that just dinner? You guys can work out the details. Uh, so, Andrew, what type? Let's just end it here. Like, what type of competition are you expecting from these showcase games? I'm expecting playoff style hockey, OHL playoff style hockey. I know a lot of these guys are scratching at the door to to really get back into the routine and competitiveness and get back on the ice. And uh, it is a serious event, and it needs to be conducted as professional as possible. I've told guys, make sure you have suits, you have nice clothes, uh, act professional, nap, do the whole spiel. Cause I know as professional as they act and as serious as they take it, uh, will be as serious as the NHL scouts take it. Cause that is kind of the main reason, uh, this event is happening. It is to get, uh, noticed by those, by those important people in the stands. And 
the more serious we take it as players, uh, the better the hockey will be, and the longer those important people will probably stay around, and the more serious they'll take us as uh, players and the showcase uh, event entirely. And I just I, I know with the rules, uh, I've explained to everyone, it's three full 20-minute periods, overtime, shootout if necessary, full contact, fighting, uh, the whole spiel. So uh, there's uh, kind of... It's going to take one person to kind of open the floodgates, kind of blow up someone, maybe center ice. And then after that, I think it'll be kind of just every man for himself. Jeez, I want to go call games now. <laughs> Andrew, uh, thanks very much for doing this and congratulations on organizing this showcase event. Thank you for having me. Andrew Parrott of the Owen Sound Attack, who has helped organize a showcase tournament with other OHL and USHL junior-aged hockey players, players who maybe did not get a chance to showcase their skill in front of NHL scouts. They will now be able to do that in Erie, Pennsylvania from May 31st to June 13th. Another unbelievable story from from Andrew Parrott to be able to get that off the ground and and as organized as it sounds and all the buy-in and stuff from the players like you can just tell how badly these these players miss being around the rink and around the game. Yeah, 140 kids, yeah. right? And playing in 2 weeks. Uh, you know what, John, like if I'm an NHL team, don't you want to draft Andrew Parrott just for what he's done off the ice, let alone what he's done on the ice? Absolutely. You think if uh, you have two guys, similar stats, similar playing styles, I think you got to you got to draft somebody who's got a good head on his shoulders and a lot of character. And uh, Andrew showing that he has a lot of that. Yeah, I mean, you're talking about, you know, extracurricular activities in school and things like that are, are definitely part of the makeup of a person. How about you know the letter writing campaign, the getting behind the OHL return to play? Okay, so we don't get that opportunity. So now we're just going to go start a two-week tournament for, like you said, eight, nine te- or eight teams, nine games, get that thing off the ground, invite all of the NHL scouts and all that. Like he, you know, and, and his, uh, his group that have got this started. I mean, that's... That's as as huge as as the ability that he brings to the ice. Like you're the assistant GM of the Leamington Flyers and the mm-hmm. GOJHL. If a player with that resume comes to you looking for a place to play and you've got a few spots limited, don't you make an effort to find a way to get him into your team, into your camp? I think you're doing a disservice to the rest of the players that are on your team, your your ownership group, your fan base for not including a guy like that end of the day if you know andrew parrot has to come onto my team and lead my team in scoring maybe we're in a bit of trouble maybe that's not the role that he needs to be in but if you need a guy that comes in to take over a room to set that kind of expectation with the players that are around it to meet those kind of requirements from your team i mean andrew parrot is is exactly the kind of player that you're looking for and guys, um, we had a few topics we didn't get to in our first podcast of the week, and I wanted to get your opinion on them. So are you guys ready to do an extra edition of uh, Rapid Fire on the OT? Let's go. Yeah, let's do it. Are you ready? Did you see the Pioneer Baseball League is replacing extra innings with a sudden death home run derby? What do you guys think of that? That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. This might be the worst thing I've ever heard in my life. (laughs) I don't know how they even do it. Is it like the next batter that would have come up that is now 
hitting the home runs? Like it, I don't even know. Do you pick five guys like in a shootout or I three guys? I, I don't know. It is. I don't know. And are you? It's different too. Like if you, you know, the you talk about the NHL and and the shootout and and people aren't a huge fan of that. I mean, the the pitcher again in baseball is just going to try to. Whoop, throw this in the dirt or throw it and try to strike a guy out and kind of a home run derby deciding uh, a baseball game. Here's the rule. Each team will pick a hitter who will receive five pitches and the outcome of the contest will be determined by who hits the most homers. There will be another round with different batters if there's a tie. But who's throwing the pitching? Is it like the pitching coach or is it the opposing pitcher? That's a good question. It's got to be their own guy, right? It's got to be. It's got to be their own guy. <laughs> like, this might like be the dumbest loop, thing yeah. ever. We're trying to make this game shorter, people. This might... For the love of God. The derby will be used to preserve the health of pitchers. Speak, didn't we just talk about oh, no. baseball being soft? Yeah. This is terrible idea, Rashad. Absolutely awful. Um, we got an email from Samantha, an avid listener to the podcast. She wanted to know if we read that story about Jesus Lazardo of the Oakland A's who broke his pinky finger while playing a video game. Uh, Samantha says her boyfriend plays a lot of video games, but he's never been injured. So she wants to know if, if that has happened to any of us. I might have thrown a controller at a TV when I was yeah, younger. I was going to say, <laughs> I think I smashed the screen on my game gear at one point, but I, I left with no injuries. I have never been injured. Rashad, have you been into video games? Yeah, the closest thing that has ever happened to me is we had really sharp corners on our living room coffee table right at about knee level. So I've hit a knee on a sharp corner a few times, but uh, that's about the extent of my video game injuries. Oh, my. (laughs) Uh, Did you guys hear uh, LeBron James complaining about the play-in format for the NBA? It doesn't matter at the end of the day if I'm not, uh, you know, 100% close to 100%. It doesn't matter, you know, where we land. You know, so, um, you know, that's my mindset. And, um, you know, if this happens to uh, we end up at six or fifth or, or, or whatever the case may be, or if we end up in the, you know, the playoff, uh, whatever that thing is, wh- whoever came up with that uh, need to be fired. Um, but whatever. Do you guys like that format? I don't mind it. Um but why is LeBron criticizing the league? I think he's just criticizing it because his team might be in the play-in format. Yeah, yeah. I mean, all in all, do I do I like the fact that they're trying to get more teams involved in a playoff? That, I mean, always just to me ends up coming down to money. And, and this is just another way to host a, another game or however they, they plan on doing the, the format. So, I, I mean, it's fine. Um, I... I don't necessarily. Uh, it's fine. Uh, it doesn't really do anything for me one way or the other. Yeah, like I, I know what the league is. They're trying to keep fans of teams more interested, right? Uh, and maybe there's a feel-good story of a team that moves up and then upsets somebody. Yeah, like I think LeBron wouldn't be saying this if his team was the top seed or the second seed. No, it's because they're battling at the bottom of the Western Conference right now. That he's got a problem with it. Yeah, for sure. And it's interesting, though. I mean, you know, I think they're trying to go after that play-in format that uh, that March Madness does. And you see some teams that 
that win a big game there and then you know continue on and, and play big UCLA this year. It had to win a play-in game to get into the tournament and went on yeah. the Cinderella run of the yeah. year. So, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be thrilled as the number one seed if I've got to come in and play somebody that's you know already played, already coming off a big win and, and all of that. Uh, to me, I don't think end of the day it makes a big difference, but that speaks to more to me that there's really five good NBA teams and now we're just including more in for a little bit a little bit of fun where ultimately at the end of the day there's really only five good NBA teams. Yeah, if I'm Phoenix and Utah at the top of the Western Conference and I have to play the Lakers in the first round. Yeah. But that's pretty scary for actually. sure it is. Against LeBron James and Anthony Davis. That'd be pretty scary. Especially if he's pissed about the format he yes. had to get in. Yes. <laughs> and finally, some sad news. Bill and Melinda Gates have announced they're getting a divorce after 27 years of marriage. So good news, ladies. Bill's single. <laughs> <laughs> What's the pinata pick on oh, this? Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> the over under on, on years afterwards. Wouldn't you want to be a divorce lawyer right about now? <laughs> man. I read somewhere, actually, um, they're getting one of the divorce lawyers who handled Bezos' divorce. Oh, sure. Well, there's probably only two in the world that would be able to hand something like that, right? I guess they did not sign a prenup before their uh, wedding in 94. Okay. So that's interesting to me. That is. But her name is on the foundation, right? It's the Bill and Melinda Gates. Yes. And they did sign a separation contract outlining how the estate would be split before they announced the divorce. This is a romance. Yeah, this is is the way romance is done in 2020. This is is a contract. This This is like a business. uh Do you think Melinda was sitting across the table from him one night and just looked him dead in the eye and just said, (laughs) Control-Alt-Delete. Just walked away. Ugh. So Bill Gates is 65. I don't know. How old is Melinda She's Gates? 56. Okay, 65, 56. Yeah. Gates is worth $124 billion. Yep. So she gets half? Yeah, I guess. If that's what the six contracts they made up over the term of their marriage would. Their lakeside mansion in Washington is worth $127 million. <laughs> Who gets the house? Just- just give me the house. I know they're not giving any to the kids, right, John? Yeah, that's right. Those poor kids. They're going to be working at Jack in the Box. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, Melinda gets remarried first. Yeah, I think Bill's crazy if he does it again. Right? Like, he's going to lose half. Yeah, As I Eddie can... Murphy would say, <laughs> half. And then another half. That's tough. What's your pickup line from Melinda Gates? <laughs> <laughs> I'll be the apple of your eye. Oh! Uh, I'll, I'll give you a reboot. <laughs> Don't worry, baby. I'm not Microsoft. <laughs> I'm done. Not just drop the bike. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> did you did you find out why they're separating though? 
No. Because she found out that he was watching one of the neighbors through his windows. No, this isn't true. No. Okay. (laughs) Windows. Get it? Do you get it? Windows. (laughs) Matt's full of the jokes tonight. Try the veal. (laughs) For future considerations at gmail.com. If you have any more puns about the gates or jokes about the gates. Uh, you can follow us on social media. Yeah, a podcast, FFC, on Twitter and Instagram, Facebook as well, for future considerations. We heard from Shane from the last episode. Oh, did we? Yes, the stunt double. He says he's going to find time in his busy schedule oh. to join us on the podcast. Uh, All right. If he can pull away from his stunt double duties. Yeah, if he quits doing those shirtless workouts in the morning. <laughs> And if we can pull them away from next level athletics in Windsor. That's right. Stay tuned. Again, as we mentioned, we've got a ton of great guests that are going to be joining us over the next month or so. So plenty to uh, take part in on social media, plenty to listen to as well. Anywhere you find podcasts for future considerations is always the answer. That was a disgraceful performance, in my opinion. In my opinion, that sucked. Their mentality's awful. Their attitude's awful. It's been their M.O. for the last three years. Tonight I saw and heard one of the most disgusting, rudest, sick demonstrations in my entire career. Probably the worst. It's garbage. And the editor that let it come out is garbage. You're still here? It's over. Go home.